I'm Jen Schrader, and this is Behind the Springs, conversations with the people working for you in Colorado Springs, Olympic City, USA. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad you're joining us. Thank you uh, for being here for this episode of Behind the Springs. Um, We are uh, tackling the topic of housing today, affordable, attainable, transitional. Um, I feel like we hear a lot of words and ideas surrounding this topic, and I'm happy to welcome today two experts in this um, area who can provide some insight and education, I hope, along with some good news for our community. So I have Steve Posey, who is our chief housing officer. Thanks for being here, Steve. Yep. Hi, Jan. And uh, Shelly Jensen is the CEO and founder of We Fortify, which is an organization devoted to helping young adults out of poverty and into economic and emotional stability. So thank you both for your time for being here. Thank you for having us. Okay, so let's dive in. So we want we have some good news to share, which is always good when it comes to housing. But Steve, if you could start, which I know I make you do every time you come on this podcast, um, <laughs> but giving us kind of an overview of what is the city's role when it comes to housing. Um, you know, we're working with all these partners like Shelley's uh, organization, Pikes Peak Housing Network, et cetera, um, and how that all comes together on a daily basis. So before we get into that, I did want to add one more category of housing yes. to the list that you have. I know, I was uh, rattling them off. housing that has support services uh, right there on site with it. Oh, okay, built in. Uh, and uh, in the case of the project that we're going to be talking about today, it's even a little bit more than that. Uh, it's not just access to, uh, you know, if somebody needs uh, to see a counselor or, you know, help uh, help with their finances and things like that. Uh, it's also a built-in community. Uh, and that's something that I think is really important uh, when we're uh, in, in, in a reason to celebrate this project in particular, uh, because what uh, Shelley has been able to create in these settings uh, is really a community right there out of the gate. And you're, uh, you're saying that's called housing with support services. This is a, a okay. type of, yeah, housing okay. with support services. Okay. Uh, and it's something that is very important to the city right now in terms of uh, reducing homelessness, preventing homelessness in the first place, mm-hmm. uh, and making sure that everybody in our community has an opportunity to thrive in an environment, in a stable housing environment that is really going to be beneficial to them. Okay, that's great. And so as chief housing officer, I think sometimes people think, well, you're just doing all the work, right? Just you and your team. No. (laughs) But that is not true, right? We have a lot of partners. Yeah, we absolutely have a lot of partners. And I have to say, one of the best aspects of the job that I have here at the city is being able to engage with people like Shelly and our other nonprofit leaders uh, in the community who are saying, hey, we're seeing a need for this kind of housing. Uh, here in Colorado Springs. Uh, and I get to walk alongside them as they go through the process of determining, you know, what's this going to look like? Where where are we going to, uh, uh, you know, here's a piece of land. Is that a good piece of land to do this? Do we have the permissions that we need to do that? Uh, and then ultimately, do we have the financing to help mm-hmm. do that? Uh, and in some cases, the city assists in that, in that area. In some cases, uh, we do. We've got uh, block grant funding, and we've got uh, uh, funding from the Department of Housing and Urban Development that we can uh, assist uh, with projects exactly like this. So speaking of funding, that's what kind of the good news is all about here. So let me give people kind of a, um, 
a little bit of an education that we have um, Proposition 123, which was approved by voters in 22, that modifies affordable housing programs. So we have this recent announcement, $470,000, right, coming to our community. And that's a lot. And that's coming to your organization specifically, right, Shelley? It is. Okay. Uh, we uh, started the process months ago. To apply, state. yes. There okay. were 113 applicants, and we were one of 16 awarded. Wonderful. Um, I think in part that wasn't necessarily because we're the best and brightest. We were ready. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we had a contract written. We had a development plan. Um, we wanted this award very badly because without it, that just adds another $500,000 to our capital stack that we already have to raise mm-hmm. for the housing. Um, this is a specific grant for land purchase only. Oh, I see. And we had started talking to the landowner for our next, what we call Elevate Village, um, gosh, last September. And we said, listen, this is what we've started writing. We really want this land. And at first, you know, he said, well, there's already an offer on it. And um, long story short, he ended up after our meeting coming to the village to work in Fusion. And I said, just come to the village and see what we want to use your land for. And he's like, okay, but I only have 15 minutes. Well, like an hour and a half later, we're still at the village talking. And he said, Shelly, I really want this at that, on that land. I would be honored to have something like this come to that land. So, And tell us, what is the village? Like what, so what's happening working Fusion, working Fusion. Working Fusion is our first um, development under We Fortify. And this year is pretty exciting because um, we were introduced to another option of building, which was what we call now our Noble Division. Mm-hmm. Um, we are building uh, 40 units on school property for Harrison School District 2. It was uh, Dr. Bernheisel's uh, brainchild. And oh, and she's so the superintendent. Oh, yes, she's not just the yes. superintendent. She like got the. She gets award after award. She's a superhero. She is yes. a superhero. She's a maverick. Um, their whole team, their executive team, is so um, impressive, and their ideology, their district ideology, and our corporate ideology is very well matched. Mm-hmm. So at first, I said no to that because I didn't want mission creep. But we're using that to create modest income um, so that we can better support our villages like Working Fusion, which is now our, in our Elevate division of building. Um, Working Fusion is an 18-unit tiny home village that does everything that Steve said. In fact, while he was sitting here saying that, I was like, why am I even here? He's, <laughs> he's doing such a good job of We need you also. Us. Yes, no, like, we need um, you are also. Are you available for PR so I don't need to come here? Uh, seriously, he did such a great job. And he... But, you know, Steve and I, gosh, when did I come to you in 2017 Yeah, 2018? Uh, I think we've been working together for at least five yeah, years. Yeah, I have great before. admiration for this man, like huge. And every time I have a new idea, I think, okay, I've got to call Steve <laughs> because he knows so much. He's got a vat and he, you know, he'll tell me what it, the other thing I like about Steve is that he'll just say, I can help you here. I can't help you here. Right. And then I know which direction I need to, you know, walk through. Right. 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 So, um, so will this, will, will this 470,000 go toward another village like that? You're saying, but like at a new fusion. location, yes, like you're exactly right. Okay. Um, it will go up and it's only going, it's, re, it's restricted. Okay. So we get unrestricted and restricted funds. Okay. Um, this is restricted to the land purchase only. Um, we cannot, I've called. <laughs> of course, I'm like, woohoo, we got it. Okay, now what else can I use it for? What can I Nothing. do? Yes. Um, it's got to be just for this. Yeah, okay. so we will still have to put in, we'll still have to do exactly what we did for Working Fusion. The good news is this isn't our first rodeo anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll need to bring in lots of uh, 
infrastructure, including water, sewer, electric. Um, we need to test the buildings that are on there right now um, to make sure that they're going to work out well for us. Um, but we already have a development plan. We know the type of housing we're going to be using. And because of this unique position that we're in, we no longer have to use trailers. So while working fusion, all of those tiny homes sit on a trailer. We are now working with a company out of Austin, Texas, um, and we are going to be putting these on foundations. Oh, wonderful. Which is really exciting because it does such a better job with managing your infrastructure, your utilities that come into the house, et cetera. And so um, tell me a little bit about your demographic that you serve. It's young adults, I understand. Well, Will that be true as well yeah. with this project? Or does no, that- we Fortify literally exists to serve 18 to 25-year-olds. And um, that Why is that important? Well, it's, it's, it goes back to what Steve said. It's preventative. Mm-hmm. Um, from a financial perspective, they come in um, using a lot of financial support services from the government. When they leave, they become taxpayers mm-hmm. um, and contributing people in society. And, and they desire that. So I want to be very clear that um, that's one of, there's two ways to get into the village. One, that you can pay rent, which is $600 a month. And the other is that you want to do that hard work to create that generational shift. Our residents are amazing people, and I, I can't, I always get choked up. That's got to be the reason you do it. it. Is. Because what you're describing that you tough. do is not easy. No, it's a lot. <laughs> so, it's so I've, I've got I've to ask the question of what keeps you moving well, forward and they going. Do. Mm-hmm. They do. You know, they come in with these backgrounds, and honestly, on some of our interviews, I could hardly make it to my car before I started crying because I just, I get so frustrated with the... Uh, lack of caring for these incredible people and the experiences that they've had to have through no fault of their own. And I can't emphasize that enough. Mm-hmm. I think that when people look at homeless people, they think lazy, they think all these negative adjectives. And I've just got to say, no, I, I rebuke that. And our residents are stinking amazing and they have more resilience in their pinkies than most of us have in our entire beings. And they're getting this second chance and they're with getting, you. Yeah, yes. they're choosing it though too. Yes. And I think that that's really important because in our interviewing process, once they come in, um, it's, a, it's a major vetting process and all of our care referral providers who do the applications, they know who we are and what we want um, because we want to do no harm. So we make sure that they know that when they get into the village, this is not a time to just sit in your house and watch cartoons. Mm-hmm. This is a time for you to get your education. It's a time for you to manage your trauma. And one of the big um, points that we have, we have four pillars, uh, dignified housing, uh, healthy supportive, in a healthy supportive community. The next one is on-site, consistent trauma-informed care. And I can't emphasize that enough. Just like you were saying, Steve. Yes. yes. Okay. So we don't, we don't say, oh, you have an appointment here. Because in my research, I saw how that fails. And then there are barriers and to even getting there. Exactly. Right. And then if you can't get there, say that you're sick for two weeks and your phone broke. Well, now if you've missed two appointments, now you can't go back. Mm-hmm. So in that analysis, that year and a half of research analysis, I, I dug deep into the why of all these things. And I just reverse engineered, okay, this is what our program has to support. The other part was life skills. So while, you know, a lot of us grew up and it's like, okay, you've got to go to college, you've got to do this, you've got to do this, and here are, this is what manners look like, and this is what, you know, filling out a resume looks like, and this is what budgeting looks like. Most of our residents have had, haven't had that at all. So we meet each resident where they are. If you know how to budget, could you be a mentor for somebody else who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're struggling with um, filling out an application, how can we help you with that? Uh, we, one of the really exciting things about our programming is that 
when they come in, we create with them an empowerment plan. And we say, listen, we're on team, you know, I'll just say John Smith. John, you're the captain and we're your team members. So in your empowerment plan, let's identify short-term and long-term goals. And then what I think is really special is that we have one of our team members meet with them on a weekly basis. So we have a one-to-nine ratio of team to residents. And those meetings are relational. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone, if we're meeting with our resident and they're like, you know, I'm just really not feeling this today, this happened, well, then that becomes our first priority. Okay, what happened? Talk to us about it. Okay. And no one's ever asked him these questions No, before. oh my gosh, they come right. in with such low trust capital. And what I've been aware of in the last six months is from at least two of our residents is they don't expect to live past 25. So it's a big ship to turn when you are like, no, you can, and this is what it could look like. And then you've got to have them believe it because you can't do it for them, no matter how much you try. And we emphasize that. We say you're the captain because we can't do it for you, but we will be your sidelines. We'll be your support. We'll be your team cheering you on. And I mean, Steve, if I could say, like, when we're hearing these examples about these people, I think sometimes people look at housing as such a, like, they're looking for data, they're looking for results, and they forget that all that comes from these individual interactions and relationships and relationship building, right, that she's doing. Oh, yeah. Um, that's, that's exactly That's right. where your results start, right? Uh, and I mean, my world tends to be very caught up in how many units are we right, going to get? Where right. did the money come from? How much is this going to cost? I'm just uh, saying it's refreshing to me, at least. And if it's not refreshing to you, then you're really not that interested. But, I mean, you know, it's refreshing to me to hear... Um, I guess I should say you're interested, but you're not interested in it for the reasons that I am. I'm interested in the reasons, you know, that I want to know that we're making a difference in people's lives and that we're making long-term impacts where you said they're going to be contributing members of society rather than units and numbers. And, um, and, and the benefit of that is, is the economic benefit. You know, I'm not denying that, um, that it helps us all, right. It helps us all. Yeah. And I do want to, I do want to pivot to the numbers. for Yes. Yes. They are important. Yes. They are important. Uh, Yes. I don't mean to say they're not. The funding that, that is, uh, being made available for this particular project came out of a ballot initiative that the voters in Colorado passed back in November 22. Right. Uh, called Proposition 1. Yes, yes, okay. Uh, And it is really key to the city. Uh, We had to opt in uh, to Proposition 1, 2, 3, which essentially means that we made a commitment to encourage development of at least 750-plus units a year. Okay. Uh, And as long, you know, this project represents a step toward meeting that goal. And the only reason I want to bring that up, and I don't want to dwell on it too much, is that for us to continue being able to support these incredible efforts and helping, you know, playing a role in changing people's lives, we do need to pay attention to that part of it. Correct. And to celebrate, you know, those types of grant awards coming into the city because it, it, it gets us a little further down the road. But I do really like that um, way of looking at those numbers are important, but you to dig a little deeper or mm-hmm. look behind the numbers, so to speak, and understand what's happening on the ground. You know, like what's happening person by person mm-hmm. to make this happen, because then it's really, you really understand what it's all about and how beneficial it is for that one, for that John Smith or whatever it Absolutely. may be, times however many that we try to, and hope to reach. We've had two early graduates. One came in working, came into us, and he was working at a fast food 
Now he has a 401k, a living wage position, paid time off, which he was like, why are they paying me when I'm not working? I'm like, welcome to the real world. Like, welcome to corporate America. <laughs> right. And, and uh, health insurance. And we, are, we just celebrate him all the time. Our second early graduate is getting her psychology degree at UCCS, and she wants to come back and be a counselor for us. Oh, so, I mean, and I you, when you mean graduate, stuff. they've left your they grad, housing yeah, they've and yeah. they've gone somewhere yeah, else. It's a two-year program. Two-year program. They left at one year and four months, and one year and six. six. Oh, wow! So even so, before the two yeah. years. Yeah, yes. which is another thing that is so important about this model of you know both having community and services there on site. Yes, is that you don't want people to stay there forever. You mm-hmm. want them to benefit from having that environment mm-hmm. to kind of uh, what recenter themselves, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, kind of get their feet back on the ground. But then you want them to move on and and reach those long term goals that you're Absolutely. working with them on. So this right? came out of. I mean, I've had lived experiences with this with other people that we've been working with. And um, I think Section 8 vouchers are terrific for those people who have a job mm-hmm. and who can't have the capacity to pay utilities. I don't agree with those when they are handed out to people who are homeless because they don't have a job. And what ends up happening is that in about 10 months, they're evicted, which makes them in a worse position than they were prior to that because we gave them a roof over their head, and that is awesome. There is no doubt about it. But we didn't give them life skills training we didn't, if they have a child, they wouldn't give them childcare. We didn't train them for a position. And then we also said, oh, and by the way, we'll pay for your rent, but you need to pay for utilities. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the intention is great, but we really need to start analyzing. And the white papers are out there. We just have to start reading them. We need a tiered approach, a more than one or two tiers. We need probably a five-tiered approach to really help people get out of that cycle of poverty because it is so prolific. And it has to do with education and sincerely caring about people. And then also um, maybe some softer landings along the way. Mm-hmm. And, and really at the beginning, it takes money. I mean, as the bottom line, like you said, it's a large ship to turn and you need the funding to start turning we do it. Need the funding. So, I mean, this is a great first step. I mean, right. Oh, we was, are celebrating oh, this for sure. Yeah. When they called, they called two Fridays ago at about five to five and it was, um, yeah, and he said, hey, I'm glad you answered. It was Peter from the state. And he said, uh, I just want to let you know that you were the one, one of the first ones we funded. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. And he's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm just so happy. <laughs> he starts laughing. Tears of joy. I'm like, do you know how many people we can serve? Because there's, you know, there's, I understand that people don't want to dig deep that much if they, and that's okay. But I know that we're only 18 houses. But over 10 years, we're going to serve over 100 kids, mm-hmm. young adults. Mm-hmm. And now with this next village, now we're at over 200. That's amazing. That is like spine chilling, right? Right. And then the trajectories that they get on. And I mean, it's just, it, it brings me, it's why I get up in the morning. And the potential they can reach. Oh my yes. Gosh. Well, so, and so that's some of her um, goals, but can you talk just a little bit about the city? I, I know that people are hearing a lot, of, especially on this podcast from Mayor Yemi and others about how housing is a top priority this year for us. And in general, uh, what are some of the city's, um, you know, goals as we move forward yeah, here, Steve? Absolutely. Uh, I've definitely got my marching orders yes. for the next year, two, three years uh, yes. coming up here in front of us. Uh, and and one of those is to really uh, lean into these kinds of partnerships and see how the city can support uh, these types of efforts that are uh, uh, so needed here in Colorado Springs. Uh, 
working with both the for-profit and the nonprofit communities mm-hmm. uh, on specific efforts uh, and recognizing that there are multiple different ways to come at some of these problems uh, and some of the challenges around housing, particularly for at-risk youth or for uh, homeless individuals who are trying to exit housing. Uh, I think you know part of what we've all come to realize that, is that there are a lot of different workable models out there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of demographics you're um, trying to serve, right? a lot of different right. demographics. You know, the, the group that the younger people that Shelley's uh, trying to serve are going to have a different set of needs from mm-hmm. some of the older uh, homeless individuals who might have been on the street for 20, 30, right. 25 years uh, and really have a whole different uh, set of needs around coming off of the street and then, you know, finding themselves in a stable housing environment. Right. Uh, and there are times in those uh, circumstances in particular where those vouchers are critical. Absolutely. Uh, for being able to support somebody to stay in that housing and have a way for them to be in that stable environment, again, recover and get to a point where they can start thinking, okay, what's next for me? And that's what's always hard for people with this conversation is they would like for you to have one size fits all and one solution. And that would be wonderful for us all if that were <laughs> the case, but it's just not. So um, we that's appreciate exactly right. people taking, or I appreciate our listeners time to dive in a little deeper to the subject. So they become a little bit more knowledgeable and right. can understand what they're talking about when they talk about housing. And then one one of the other things I would point out in terms of alignment with city priorities here is that this is an innovative way to build housing. Yes. You know, uh, whether it's a modular product or a tiny home product, uh, that is something that we're starting to see come into Colorado Springs as a way to help keep the cost a little bit lower than they would be otherwise if somebody just started, you know, right out of the ground building a big multifamily apartment building. Uh, And that's something that is very much uh, a focus for the mayor now uh, as we go forward is trying to find and encourage those innovative construction techniques and development techniques as they come up for us. Very good point. Steve is exactly right. And one of the reasons we chose tiny homes was that they honestly, they fit the pro forma. Mm -hmm. When I was building that out, uh, that was almost the only housing type that fit. And to echo what Steve said about the different organizations, I couldn't agree more because the demographics of homelessness are exponential. And when you look at housing from that paradigm, it shifts everything. So we absolutely need what Beth Ralstead built. We absolutely need Springs Rescue Mission and Greenway Flats. We need the housing vouchers. I've seen those work. It's just that when they're given to the people who don't have that income already, they might, they they don't, Mm -hmm. right? But they're, so I, I echo what Steve said um, and agree with him. And this is just one, I don't even, I hesitate even calling it a solution. Mm-hmm. This is one, because that feels really bold. One way forward, I guess. It's one, one oh, way. beautiful. Way to go. It's one. <laughs> I'm hired. You're hired. You and one Steve way are both hired. <laughs> Steve, um, more than me. Steve yes. PR and you, yes. with, you with speech writing. Thank you so much. Um, 
Yes. But that is what we're all trying to do is Absolutely. move forward. And it move takes toward. so many different plans. So Yes. Well, thank you all for the work you're doing. And I do want to encourage people, um, first of all, to learn more. Explore our website, coloradosprings.gov. You can search um, Housing and Community Vitality, which is the team that Steve heads up and really can connect. that can connect you to some of these um, partner organizations. And you can find out more because we, uh, those folks will always take donations, I know. And a lot of them would like volunteers. Mm-hmm. And I think there are lots of ways um, to either get involved or be informed or both. So we encourage people to do that. So thank you for your time. And we'll probably ask you guys to come on back. I hope with this opportunity with more good news later on. I would love to be like, Oh, we're building a police village and a firefighter village and a nursing village. And we're on our third elevate village. Yes. That sounds good. Right. Steve's like, Oh man, (laughs) buckle up for safety. (laughs) That's good. I like the attitude. Thank you all for listening to behind the springs. We appreciate it.